You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Hey, I'm Ray Parker. I play Darth Maul, a Phantom Menace, and Solo, a Star Wars story, and G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes, and you're listening to Disney Universe Podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. To infinity and beyond! I'm very popular, y'all! You are, without doubt, the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Disney Universe podcast. So happy to be here. It's a very special show that we've been talking about for pretty much the, the entire year. Uh, yeah. Once once 2022 started, uh, this is one of our highlighted things that we wanted to do uh, uh, with Alex kind of taking over a lot of big uh, anniversary shows. We are going to be talking about the 30th anniversary of Personally, one of my favorite movies of all time, Aladdin. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Joey. Uh, here, uh, very. We're, we're both kind of ninery right now. We're recording on uh, Monday Night Football as after the Niners won, thirty-eight to ten. Da na na That's our almost Forty Niners. Yes, uh, and of course, with me is awesome host, awesome friend, uh, and local. Buddy, I don't know where I was going with that one. Alex, what's up, man? How you doing? All those things are true. All those <laughs> things are true. I'm doing good. Uh, Victory Monday. Um, Monday. And I think all, all, as we'll get into very shortly here, the Disney community is a buzz and feeling good. Yeah. Feeling good right now. <laughs> very good. And uh, sadly, uh, Ryan's not with us uh, this evening. Uh, his, his work schedule is kind of tricky, so uh, he'll be with us when he can. Uh, if you guys uh, recently, or if you've watched our uh, recent video we just uh, uploaded on YouTube, uh, he did send us a little video message on his opinions on uh, Wakanda Forever. Um, doing great, doing gangbusters in the in the theaters right now. So hope you guys check out our YouTube, uh, watch our uh, video, which with uh, myself, Alex, and uh, your lovely wife joined in on us since we saw the movie together the first time. Right. <laughs> we saw it together after after that Disney World trip. She's she's Disney people now, so nice. Can I have an opinion on everything? One of us, one of us. Yeah. So uh, check that out, please, on YouTube. Let us know what you think. Uh, hit the like, you know, subscribe, and uh, share the video if if you uh, liked what we did and you want to show share it with your friends and family. Just head over to uh, YouTube. That's part of Alex's little shtick there. But uh, we'd like to welcome our new listeners. Uh, Hope, especially if you still come into us from uh, MouseCon. Hope you guys enjoyed that last episode we did uh, from location. That was a fun show. And uh, yeah, let us know if you met us there, interact with us. Uh, Alex, where can our new friends, uh, if they're not subscribed to us, where, where can they find us and interact? 
Well, you can find, at least as long as it exists, the Disney Universe on the Twitterverse, as long as that exists. <laughs> I, I, I'll say right now, Disney Universe will outlast Twitter. Hopefully. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. Uh, but Disney Universe has space in the Twitterverse as well. We are on Facebook and Instagram as Disney Universe Podcast. Uh, we love to interact on Instagram. We're the, the most active on there. We love putting up posts for you to comment on so we can share those comments here on the podcast uh, as well. Uh, as Joe mentioned, we've got a channel on YouTube with lots of awesome content. It's called Disney Universe TV. Uh, you can tune into Disney Universe TV <laughs> and check out awesome uh, unboxings of uh, Disney Universe collectibles. Uh, we have parks content. We have uh, reviews and uh, reactions, as mentioned, for uh, you know new movies, uh, series, things coming out. And would love, you know, let us know if there's something coming out in the Disney universe, if it's something new on Disney Plus or a movie. I know we have Strange World is coming out this week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, let us know if there's something particular that you saw that you liked, you want us to talk about, and if you want to come talk about it with us. So check us out, Disney Universe TV, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Disney Universe Podcast. Awesome. And I am really seriously out of the loop. Uh, I saw, I've seen people tweeting about the end of Twitter. Um, I even asked uh, one, one of uh, a show that I listened to, I always, I always shout them out, Resistance Broadcast. So I even asked, sorry, I'm out of the loop. What's going on? I, I know the whole thing with like Elon Musk is, is running it, but I didn't get a reply because I don't know if they thought I was trolling, which I'm not. So do you, what, what's what's actually going on? I think it's a little much to bring on here. But basically, oh, sure, sure. He, Elon Musk is running it and generally running it into the ground. Um, not Kind of went into it buying it, not really knowing what was going on there. Sounds like he insulted the people who were working there, tried laying people off, and then was like, oh, no, wait, I need you. And, and now oh, okay. basically the... Uh, uh, the company is, or, or, you know, the staff is thinking of just leaving anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, so I did hear about that stuff. I just didn't know if there's even more to that. So got got it. Okay. But I, I, I'm, I'm really only hip to what I read on Twitter. So who knows <laughs> once that's N gone. Nice. And, uh, well, cool. Thanks. Thanks for the update on that. Um, and also, uh, if you'd like to support the show, uh, we do have uh, a way you could do that. And that's through our Patreon. Uh, we call those, our Patreons, our DU crew, and uh, we have two tiers. We have a, a pirate tier at $2 and a adventure tier at $5. We'd love to shout out our, our good friends that uh, help support our show, Jennifer, Sasquatch, John, and Alfredo. Uh, if you'd like to join the crew, all you got to do is go to patreon.com backslash uh, DU crew, and uh, there's more details on on the, um, the different tiers and what you get. I'm sending out uh, the rewards real soon. Alex has sent out postcards. Uh, we got a stack of postcards from MouseCon from our good friends at Sin at Disneyland and uh, Nurses Day at the park. So I think we should we should send uh, some of those postcards to our uh, our DU crew. So yeah, I'm gonna as I said before, I'm gonna be back in the park, and I know uh, talking with uh, uh, you know, sent from Disneyland, uh, it is hard to find postcards at Disneyland, but I will. I will scour the nearby hotel gift <laughs> shops and things and see what I can come up with. Awesome. We'll, we'll definitely send you guys out uh, these uh, Nurses Day at the Park postcards that they had made. Very cool looking. And 
myself and Alex. I think. Yes, <laughs> I definitely have him on the show. I talked to Clocky uh, this weekend. Actually, ran into him at our local uh, Disney meeting that we, we were talking about with Leo and the. Oh hey! So I was able to hang out with him. It was a nice time. So, um, yeah, but check that out at uh du or patreon.com backslash du crew. And uh, before we get to our big uh, celebration of Aladdin, uh, we have a few l- little bit of housekeeping to do uh, along with our news. Uh, we would like to send you to our good friends uh, at Neverland Trading if you're looking for some really cool holiday, uh, not just shirts, but uh, ornaments, uh, light-up ornaments, accessories, accessories, sorry, uh, shirts and everything, beanies. They do some great beanies or, like I posted earlier, toques if you're uh, one of our friends from the Great White North. Uh, their Christmas collection is out. It's amazing. It's excellent. It's beautiful. So definitely check them out at NeverlandTrading.com. And if you find something you like, uh, once you hit to the checkout, just go to the promo code and type in Dverse. That's D-V-E-R-S-E at checkout. And you'll get a nice little discount. And I'd also like to check uh, shout out our friends at Discord Apparel. Uh, this is where they mash up metal, hip-hop, and punk with Disney characters. And coming soon, uh, Disney attractions. So all you got to do is go to www.discord.com. That's D-I-Z-C-O-R-E.com. And uh, you find uh, be able to choose some of your favorite uh, Disney and uh, music mashups. So uh, definitely really cool. They got some pins uh, on there. That's pretty awesome too. So definitely check them out. And uh, I'm, I'm, I want to have Matt on the show again real soon because they're going to be doing a pop up, I believe, in February. Uh, smaller version of the off market mouse. It's going to be. Uh, uh, well, we'll get more information on that. Uh, I, I don't want to uh, throw some false information or yeah, I don't know the dates yet. So. But I know it's going to be February, so we'll have them on real soon. Uh, but yeah, definitely check that out and uh, tell them your good friends at Disney Universe sent you their way. But we got some news. Uh, so the big one we're going to save for the end. Yeah, I'm sure you guys already know about it <laughs> right now. But um, one thing that's really cool is Disney Plus uh, has had some really fun releases in the last week or two, uh, either getting us ready for the holidays or giving us movies we've been waiting for for 10 years or uh, and documentaries. So uh, first of all, I'll start uh, the Santa Claus has released its first two episodes and I'm not sure. Did you see any of these yet or haven't gone to that one yet? Oh, okay. Um, it's it's so far so good. I, I like it a lot. Um, I'm not as savvy with the sequel or the third one. I've seen the first, the original one every year since the year came out Then just never got into the sequels until recently. So still fun, but I, I really like the show so far. Uh, very entertaining. I don't know that I'm that into the Santa Claus to be interested in a series. Uh-huh. Watch the first one. Enjoy the first one. I probably saw the second one at some point and I don't think I've ever seen the third one. Um, but if I do watch it, it'll be, once it's done, which hopefully on this time frame looks like before Christmas. Yeah. And it'll be basically a game of how long can you keep my attention? Yeah, right. <laughs> on, on, on a Christmas season binge mode. Yeah, I hear you. Especially with I, all the... I feel that like a reboot movie would have been fun. Yeah. So as far as I know, it's only six episodes long. So but so like I said, they, they released the first two. Half hour episodes? About, yeah, about 20, yeah, okay. 25 minutes. So, so far so good with the first two episodes. Um, the one thing that, you know, I don't know about you, but definitely my, uh, myself, I've been wanting a sequel to for the longest time was Enchanted. 
which, as you mentioned, also celebrates its 15th anniversary for the original movie this week, right? Is it today? Yeah, I believe. Oh, well, happy anniversary, Enchanted. And you put out a very quality, in my opinion, sequel with Disenchanted. Uh, not, not, nothing little spoiler yet. Well, maybe I'll get into it later. Or we'll you watch that already, too? Yeah. <laughs> it just came out. Well, I guess it came out last Wednesday, right? Or Friday? Friday. Right. And uh, yeah, my niece gave it a ten out of ten, and me and her are pretty close on movies. So I'm like, you know what? And I was really looking forward to. It, so, uh, but the short of it is, it was a little bit different than I expected, but at the same time, still a still a fun movie, a a quality sequel to a very fun original movie. It looked like it was a lot more live action, but I kind of forgot the trailer. Yeah, the, the, there was still animation, but yeah, it's definitely more live action. Um, but yeah, the cast, I'm excited for Maya Rudolph in there. Yeah, Nicole Levette Brown's in it. Uh, and I forget the other uh, young lady, but she was part of, I, I think she was in Glee. But she was like, oh, she almost looks like Anna Ferris, but not. I can't think of her name right now, but she was kind of, she was pretty funny. Okay. But um, yeah, that was really cool then. And and again, uh, I, I know you say you, I don't think you watched it, but the story of Mickey Mouse documentary. I haven't, but that's definitely that, on my radar. That yeah, definitely. Time a, over the holiday. Yeah, and I'm not watching football. <sighs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. There's um, a lot of stuff. I yeah, I, I I got into a couple of different things on Netflix. They've been putting out a bunch of stuff. Oh, very cool. I know we're not on that podcast, but it's been stealing my time from Disney releases. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for but Mickey out. of all those things is uh, top of the list. Nice. But great, great documentary as, you know, that Disney Plus is gave. If there's one thing that they are giving us 100%, in my opinion, on every, every release is their documentaries or docuseries. Everything's been great, in my opinion. And this is no exception. Uh there's stuff that, you know, as a Disney fan, Mickey fan, you think, oh, I've seen it all. But we get a lot, and we get a lot of stuff that we even get from the museum during some of the darker days. You're like, ooh, you know, Disney did that. Or so you get a little bit of the, the dark stories in Mickey, which is pretty interesting, I, th- I thought. So, a uh, very cool documentary. Uh, one thing that I will mention that kind of leads into our big news item is nowhere in the documentaries is Bob Chapek. But Bob Iger's in the documentary. Okay. So, <laughs> and one thing I haven't got around to seeing yet is the new uh, Chris Hemsworth uh, Fearless show. Right. Yeah. I was just going to say that dropped as well. Yeah. So I'll definitely uh, peep that. I've been really looking forward to that um, since it came. But maybe, but let's maybe, just... maybe we'll have to have like a, a little Disney Plus roundup either on, on YouTube or for Patreon or yeah. something coming up soon. I think we'll. That's a good, great idea for Patreon. We, we're supposed to do. We haven't done our bonus episode yet, so that'd be a good one. Yeah. Um. But let's just jump to the the big uh, news item. Uh, something that you actually broke to me yesterday as I was driving, and uh, like my phone was blowing up as many Disney fans were. The only reason I believed it is because I saw that name Scott Gustin right next to it. For those that don't know, Scott Gustin, Scott Scott Gustin. Apologies, Scott, if uh, you're listening to this, awesome. And also, if I'm saying your name wrong, apologies. If you want to visit, come on. <laughs> uh, but uh, he is known to have very uh, breaking and very accurate Disneyland news, Disney parks, but I, I believe specifically Disneyland 
Um, and uh, he he broke last night on Twitter um, that cast, cast members had been notified that Bob Iger would be coming on to, as CEO, coming back uh, for two years, replacing Bob Chapek, who is stepping down, uh, taking effect immediately. Uh, I, I saw this about seven minutes after it was posted uh, and then just watched social media unfold as I'm sure the rest of you guys did. Uh, I, I was sharing with our chat. I mean, just slide after slide on my feed was people talking about it. So it was like Disney adult Christmas miracle come early. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think a lot of that I'm just dipping right into my personal on Bob Chapek right now. A lot of stuff has gone in the wrong direction. Um, and it wasn't as much with Bob Iger. I think, People are seeing that from a lot of angles. The the board at Disney, obviously us as uh, you know the fans, the consumers, um, the just product slipping uh, with the movies uh, and uh, the parks, uh, prices, layoffs, yada yada yada, bad bad bad. So um, obviously we know there's a reality of some of these things to a degree, but we're hoping that Bob Iger can get back in there, right the ship. Um, I was saying last night, I said uh, he could he could take away uh, park reservations and I think everybody would be sold. Whatever he does <laughs> for the next two years wouldn't matter as long as he took away park reservations. Yeah, no kidding. Or I jokingly said, like, oh, get rid of Magic Keys to bring back the old school a uh, AP pass. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're taking, taking out reservations, then it would be the old yeah. AP pass. And, and I would... We both we both had the flex pass, which you had to do reservations. Which and I'm okay with that. Cause you, yeah, because yeah, we still got the good to go days on if they were available. So, I mean, for idea. for me at least, coming from Northern California, I wasn't ever too worried about it because I was always planning my trip around yeah. when I could go. Uh, but yeah, it, it's nice to have a good to go day. I mean, uh, I, I guess another another bit of news, which was kind of unnewsworthy being that it happened so quickly was that uh, magic key passes went on sale. And then within about a day and a half back off sale yeah. at the Disneyland resort. Um, but in that time I was looking at them and to, to your point, a lot of the days that I want to go in the next year would have been blocked out. So, yeah. Uh, and yeah. And I, I kind of jumped that story and that was my bad, but yeah. Uh, we'll get, we'll get back to the Iger JPEG thing real quick, but, yeah, uh, I was excited because I never got around to get a magic key. I, I I never pulled the trigger on it, and at the time, I'm glad I didn't. But this year, between uh, Adventureland Day in March and my birthday in August and your birthday in October, and then whatever other day popped up, you know, in between, I was really looking forward to getting a, a magic key this year. And I again, I didn't pull the trigger because the the one I was going to get the believe which was comparable to the old deluxe pass port uh, back in the day. That, that one was never, that one was always locked up still. It was that was the one L. that they didn't put back on sale this week. Correct. Uh, and just the, the, the two above it, the believe and no, no, not believe the enchanted. enchanted. Yeah. Imagine, imagine enchant and the SoCal. Those yeah. were the only ones that they released. And then they closed them up. Like you said, within a day and a half. So, it's like, oh, cool! Magic keys are on sale. Nope, now they're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think with with 
the news from Iger, my my little Disney heart just hoped that he would uh, put passes back on sale. Yeah. Um, potentially without reservation days. Uh, after a sleep on it, obviously I realized that that probably won't happen. But uh, what what would you say uh, with this change, this big shakeup at the top? What would you? Uh, I mean, wh- what would you hope happens? I guess in the grand scheme, but uh, more directly, what do you think, or what would you hope is the first major change? Um, one of my big peeves of recent like Disney isms. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but um and I, I kinda wanna stay away from the park because I know it's a totally different animal than the main like entertainment and everything. But the the marketing on a lot of movies has been really, really bad. Yeah. Uh for I mean even and uh Iger admitted they, they messed up marketing with uh solo uh which you know, coming off the Last Jedi, they rushed it. They, they hardly advertised for it, and even Strange World, which I think looks good, hasn't really been marketed very well. And Ray three, and the Last Dragon was it? Three Pixar movies straight to plus. straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I know they were dealing with the pandemic for part of it or whatever, but Soul, Luca, and Turning Red, uh, which sadly I haven't watched the last one still, but yeah, uh, Soul and Luca were both great. And I never, I started watching Luca. I haven't gotten around to it, and I really did like Soul. So, but they just released a trailer for Elemental, which looked really good. Um, so, hopefully, the marketing for the the films get a little bit better. Um, I mean, we're going to see them most likely because you know we're Disney fans. But for the casual fans, uh, I, I know a lot of people aren't really interested in some of that stuff. Just and that's just because they don't, they're not seeing, you know, the 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 possibility of what the movie's going to be. Um, right. Of course, one of the big things, and we're talk- I was talking with, I'm also in uh, Walt's apartment uh, thread, so I was getting between our thread here, the DU, and the Walt's apartment thread. <laughs> we're getting a lot of stuff. And uh, w- and I mentioned one thing about Iger, opposed to uh, uh, Chapek, which I, I, I don't want to, I never went out to hate Chapek. And it just, he didn't do anything. When I saw him years and years and years at D23 Expo, you know, promising certain stuff coming to parks, not Disneyland though, but mostly other parks. And, but then corners getting cut, things not coming to fruition. And, but like, I was mentioning to, to Walt's apartment that like one thing that was so good about Iger is like uh, the early days of Eisner, even uh, Walt, he has vision and stuff, and which, if you guys and you saw the streaming panel for the parks, it really wasn't like for it, the, besides a few things, it wasn't like this is what we're doing. It was wouldn't it be cool if we did this, right? And so it was just kind of like a, what what I call the Disney parks. What if? Um, I mean, we we are getting Splash Mountain. We know that we are getting Runaway Railway, and uh, but a lot of the stuff wasn't really like in concrete it was just like we would like to do this and but we're we're you know but we're not sure yet or it would be cool to do this and so i would i would just want to see more concrete direction yeah i think the uh you know to what what you're saying about d23 absolutely correct i think the previous regime uh kind of didn't want to promise anything 
you know, especially when it came to the parks and Iger being that imaginative, you know, charismatic, uh, I think he trusts in the parks and he wants to invest in the parks, um, especially with, you know, all the price changes and situations um, as much as people are going to continue to go, at least people like you and I, um, yeah. you, you need to keep giving people reasons to come back and, you know, justifying yeah. the, the, the large, large amounts of money that we're putting into this. Um, and I think, especially with what's going on at Universal in Florida with the new park coming in 2025, I'm excited to see Iger present at D23 in 2024. Um, and I, I, you know, I might cry if it's just as bad as the park's presentation this year, but I have faith that it won't be. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I hope he makes passes go back on sale, but I, I really don't think anything is going to happen crazy with the parks and yeah, at least in the immediate. Uh, let's say raise wages for uh, cast members. Yeah, that was one of my. Uh, I forgot to mention that, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, you know, help it helping out the CMs. You know? I mean that that'll get some goodwill and definitely uh, yeah, get, give uh, a good reason to go buy. Whew. Go go buy a very expensive single or two day ticket to go to the park because <laughs> they are not cheap. I was looking at that and I was like, yeah, I really need this magic key. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, no, I, I'm I'm definitely hoping for the best. Uh, they mentioned that this is going to be uh, he's coming back for two years, so most likely going to train his successor. Right. So, every a lot of people the 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 popular choice right now and it. Depends what what you're a fan of. Some people like the idea, some people don't. But people are expecting uh, Josh Tomorrow to be the next successor. Uh, that, that's where Chapek came. But or do you think it's going to be somebody like an outside somebody? I don't know if it's going to be an outside somebody. Um, obviously, he's a creative, and it's totally out of his thing. I like Trowbridge. I like his vibe and everything. He definitely. But like, yeah. I'm really thinking like that image that Michael Eisner, that Walt Disney, the guy who's going to sit on the desk and introduce the Sunday night movie. Um, I thought tomorrow was the guy before. And when he, you know, kind of got passed up a little bit uh, and maybe that was just Chapek uh, positioning himself. Cause I know there was a situation with him firing the guy that the, they thought the board was going to replace him with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. After, after seeing tomorrow in his capacity, at least over the last couple of years. I don't know if I'd be as stoked about it. Definitely, mm-hmm. so, you know, better better than uh, the previous CEO. But uh, I guess we'll see what, what time will tell. I want to see, you know, I want to see a uh, an animated series. Maybe we get Filoni to do this or whoever. <laughs> like Clone Wars style, where Iger is like the, you know, the Jedi Master. <laughs> and we we get introduced to a bunch of Padawans, different, you know, you know, slightly lower level, uh, higher ups of the Disney company who may future be the successor. Maybe see some duels between them talking about, you know, oh, you know, streaming is, you know, the real deal. And over here, it's like, no, it's all about, you know, theatrical releases. Oh, what about Disney television? Oh, ESPN's up in here. And it, it could be like the Disney universe. Star Wars universe battle for the the future Jedi master of the Disney company. Mouth yeah. will end. 
Nice. No, I actually I really do like your your choice though. And I do like Josh tomorrow, but I would like for him to focus on the parks where he's at now. I, I would hate for him to, you know, he got moved to the parks, do that for a few years and get moved. It's like, like, leave that. It's like, no, I, work, work on the parks right now. And, you know, maybe we'll see what happens in the future. But I, I like uh, your, your choice, Probage, uh, a lot. So we'll see what yeah, happens. I, I, I dig Imagineers and they, they're, they're definitely more charismatic, but I don't know if they necessarily got what it takes to run the whole company. Yeah. And hopefully the Imagineers that quit come back and stay in California like they wanted to rather than being forced to move to Florida. So, yes. <laughs> that's a big thing. So, yeah. um, we, I know we could talk about this for a long time. Uh, maybe we'll bring it up uh, on a bonus episode or like say with our, or with our DU crew. Uh, but, uh, for right now, I think we'll, we'll leave it at that big news. I can't, uh, I, when, when I go to the park, I'm, I'm just going to be like, Oh, this tastes so much better now that Chapex. <laughs> wow. The His corn dogs extra- have gotten so much better now that Iger's back. The churro's extra sugary. Oh, <laughs> so much. I, I, the, the water at Pirates of the Caribbean smells so much better now that Bob <laughs> Iger's back. It was, it was a little dingy and you know not as nice with, under Chapek, but <laughs> Iger really cleaned that up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and thank you for the internet for keeping us completely hysterically entertained throughout the last 24 hours. Yeah, if you're listening to this, go go to our Instagram post about Iger and Chapek and tell us what at Disney is better now because Iger's back. You know, it doesn't have to be real. Um, you know, it, it could be whatever. But like what like what I was saying at Disneyland, tell tell me what your favorite Disney thing that is now going to be better because <laughs> Iger's back. Because that's how we all feel. Exactly. <laughs> but that is it for our news for uh, right now. Uh, let like I said, let us know what you guys thought. Uh, have you seen Enchanted or Disenchanted, or any of the other uh, Disney Plus uh, specials that've been released? Are you looking forward to anything uh, coming up? I know I'm really looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, comes out next week. Comes out next week. I actually I showed you. This will be better. Oh crap! Uh, I had my Star Wars Advent Calendar. That I'm looking forward to do. I'll be doing some videos. It's Star Wars Lego, right? Star Wars Lego Advent Calendar, and I couldn't help it, but I also got the Guardians of the Galaxy Lego too. Lego Advent oh, Calendar nice. for the holiday special. So we're we're gonna have to have, build you like a whole <laughs> holiday Lego scene every year. Oh, I know. So uh, looking forward to that, and of course Willow. So let us know what you guys are looking forward to. Uh, on Is Disney Willow Plus. coming out this month too? Yeah. I think oh, it comes nice. out either this this week, this Thanksgiving week, or next week. But Bad Batch isn't until like January or February, right? December, January, yeah. If it's December, I'm very excited for that. <laughs> nice. So, um, but one thing that we're really excited for uh, this anniversary special for Aladdin, thirty years. This this movie is so special to me in so many ways. Um, I'm going to let you bring it in because, like I said, uh, you're our anniversary guru. And there's a lot of them going on. But this was a very important one that we really wanted to not really just gloss over and like talk about it for a few minutes. But actually uh, dedicate a whole episode to um, uh, this incredible film. So uh, the, the floor is yours, sir. 
Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I was just ready to talk about all the things that you had pulled up. Oh, okay. Uh, but let me, because uh, you, you, you wrote down all the, the specifics about the movie. Yeah, so uh, this film uh, came out November 25th, 1992. Um, it was in the good old days. We talk about the old clamshell uh, VHS videos. And uh, is way before the internet, of course. So uh, when you would, a year prior, when you'd buy like The Little Mermaid or Rescuers Down Under or even Beauty and the Beast, you got a preview of the next movie that was coming out. And it was usually just pencil sketches and a few scenes. So when Beauty and the Beast came out, uh, we got a, the first preview for Aladdin. And I was instantly hooked on just the idea of this movie. Uh, growing up in the 80s, and at the time being the early 90s, was already a huge fan of Robin Williams. Uh, grew up with Mork and Mindy. Um, Dead Poet Society was one of my favorite all-time movies as a kid, as deep of a movie as it is. Um, comedies. This was still before like Mrs. Doubtfire and Hook and a lot of those movies he did in the 90s. But you know, with a stand-up and Mork and Mindy, this was huge. And being the fact that he was going to voice um, Genie, which at the time wasn't as big. They weren't getting these big celebrities to uh, voice characters so i was looking real forward to this but uh and this so another reason why this movie is really special is uh this came out just two weeks after my niece was born uh tori was born on veterans day 1992 and my sister this was the first time she was able to actually get out after uh, tori was born so um myself her uh one of her best friends uh we went and saw this the weekend it came out and fell in love with the movie um uh, some of the particulars I'll, I'll get to is uh the voice of aladdin was scott uh Wine winger weiner uh which at the time was known as scott or no steve uh from full house uh, of course robin williams as a genie linda larkin was the voice of jasmine uh met her a couple years ago at mouse con lovely lady uh jo jonathan freeman voiced jafar uh old 80s cartoon fans will know this name frank welker uh voiced abu uh, so if you grew up in the 80s, you know he was Megatron and Transformers and many other characters on like G.I. Joe and uh, did a lot of voice acting and with uh, Thundercats, I believe, too. So what funny range? that he voiced Abu. Me Megatron to Abu, is, that's a big range. Yeah, exactly. Um, the late, great Gilbert Gottfried voiced Iago uh, and some lesser characters, but still uh, we're fans of uh, Corey Burton. Uh, who we know as the, the ghost host in the Haunted Mansion Holiday uh, layover, or overlay, sorry, uh, Count Dooku in Clone Wars. Uh, he voiced Prince Ahmed uh, in this film. Prince Ahmed was the... Uh, um, the guy that gets his pants ripped by Roger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that uh, Aladdin kind of has a little run-in with. And, of course, one of our favorite all-time Disney voice legends... Jim Cummings uh, voiced Razul, the head guard uh, of Agrabah. Yeah, you can hear that one. Yeah, so if you know Razul sounds like Pete and many other characters in that uh, gruff style. Uh, it was written by... Hondo, written, right? <laughs> what was that? Hondo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was written and directed by Ron Clements and John Musker. Uh, they also did Little Mermaid, Hercules... Moana and the in Princess and the Frog, so uh great guys. But this movie was a huge hit. 
it scored two Oscar wins uh, for best song, A Whole New World, and best uh, score, original score, uh, by Alan Menken. And Alan Menken and Tim Rice did uh, uh, the song for A Whole New World. Uh, spawned a straight-to-DVD, or not the DVD, video a sequel, Return of Jafar, 1994, uh, where it brought back the, the cast except for Robin Williams. Uh, he was actually, Genie was actually voiced by um, Dan Casalia. I think that's his name, but uh, basically the voice for Homer Simpson. Oh, Dan Castellia. Castellia, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so he voiced uh, Genie in the Return of Jafar, 1994, and in the TV series that also came out, uh, lasted through 1994 to 1995. And then when they came out with A King of Thieves, the third movie, in 1996, Robin Williams came back, and they pretty much uh, let, let him get... The, they didn't hold him back. He was set loose uh, as a return. Do whatever you want, and we'll animate around it. <laughs> exactly. Um, then in 2003, uh, DCA premiered the, the Aladdin spe- musical Spectacular, and that lasted all the way through 2016. I believe in one year, I can't remember what year, but it actually uh, stopped because they were going to replace it with another, uh, I believe they Toy were going Story, to, re- I think, right? yeah, Toy Story, the which Toy Story was one from the cruise line. Exactly. And that wound up being a flop from cruise goers. So they brought back Aladdin and it stayed for another like four or five years. And like I said, finally shutting down in 2016, which we'll hear a little bit about that uh, shortly. Uh, but then also uh, they uh, released a Broadway version in 2011, and it is still going now. It's a traveling uh, Broadway show. So, um, like I said, my initial thoughts, and uh, I mean, if, if I, I wrote down like that, we're going to talk about the plot. Everybody knows the plot of Aladdin, so uh, no reason talking about that. But uh, initial thoughts, uh, me, I instantly loved this movie, loved everything about it. Um, the characters, the music, the animation, everything, and it is like I said to this day, it, it is my favorite. It's weird calling it one of the newer movies, uh, being that it's still part of the Renaissance, and now that's thirty years old, it feels we're calling it a new movie. But um, this and Jungle Book are my all-time favorite Disney films. Uh, do you remember your first time seeing it or your initial thoughts when you first saw it? I don't. I'm trying to say I pro- we probably saw it in the drive-in. We saw a lot of movies in the drive-in. I guess what? I would have been nine. So right in, the, right in the wheelhouse. I definitely enjoyed it. I think like you and most others, the genie stole the show for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I was I, I was an Iago fan as well. I- Iago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I'm a comedy guy, so I liked all the, the comedy bits. I think growing up with Disney, um, although around our time frame, I don't think it was too much princesses. You know, most of the princesses are the classic ones, but that's the stuff you know, especially if you go to the parks a lot. Yeah. And Aladdin felt like, you know, I, I hate to make it like boy and girl, but as a kid growing up at that time, this felt like this was the movie for you know, young boys growing up. It was the boy princess movie. Yeah. Um, at least at, at that time frame. So uh, you definitely clung to that and, and attached to it. Um, but uh, Genie was hilarious. I guess I, I mean, 
I, I didn't like love it. I, w- I want to say that like I, you know, saw myself in the, the main character or something like that. But yeah, I, I just thought it was fun. It was cool that it wasn't a princess movie. Uh, the music was great. I think even at that time, I remember uh, watching uh, Peebo Bryson and Vanessa Williams sing uh, yeah. A Whole New World on uh, one of the late shows, Letterman or something like that. So, yeah, I. Yeah. And. This day was also in the height of the Disney Store era in the early 90s. And, ah, man, I had a genie hat, genie boxers, a little figurines. They actually had action figures uh, (laughs) for Aladdin. So, like, I had Aladdin, Jafar. Jafar came with Iago and the staff. Genie came with the lamp. Then you could pop his head off because they had two different head uh, uh, faces that he was making. Um, I I have it somewhere, but they actually had the uh, the magic lamp, and it was like a magic eight ball, where you can like, you know, ask a question, rub it, and then open the lid. And as you rubbed it, there was like a wheel, not the liquid uh, that the magic eight ball had, but it was like a little wheel that with different answers uh, from the genie okay. and stuff. So, um, yeah, so I had that. The soundtrack. Uh, Happy Meals, I mean, it had everything. I, I love this movie even so much that the next year when The Lion King came out, I really didn't. I <laughs> this sounds terrible. I tried not to like The Lion King as much. I'm like, I don't want to like it more than Aladdin because I liked Aladdin so much. And uh, but they're totally different movies. I love them both the same. But uh, yeah, Aladdin's just my all time favorite. Um, I know we didn't have all the clamshell movies, but we definitely had that one. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about favorite characters. Yeah, uh, Genie is hands down one of the greatest Disney characters ever. Uh, I believe Robin Williams. I was I was looking it up, but I didn't really get into uh, too deep in it. But he was the first voice actor to, I think, even be nominated for best actor or supporting actor in the Golden Globes. Um, and I don't think I don't think he won it, but I mean, just to be, like I said, just. Animation, I mean, coming off when Beauty and the Beast was nominated for Best Picture as an animated movie, then Disney nails it, hits it out of the park again with Aladdin, and having a acting uh, accolade was, was pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, and one of my favorite, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of jumping around, but what, one thing I love is if you watch the Blu-ray, I think they might even have it on Disney Plus too, but the behind the scenes on this is just seeing Robin Williams in the sound booth is iconic. Then, you know, th- in this movie, you know, you're introduced to Eric Goldberg who did the genie animation, um, which is just as iconic, but seeing how his, he tested genie based on, uh, uh, old Robin Williams standup. And that, and that's how they figured out. That's how we're going to do the genie. And it was brilliant. So, um, do you have any favorite like moments or that featurette that uh, you were just talking about with Eric Goldberg? I thought it was really cool um, that he basically he animated to the old standup, so he like yeah. drew the character to that, uh, which would definitely be some fun cells to watch. Uh, definitely, if you haven't seen any Robin Williams standup, go and seek it out. It's oh, hilarious. It's tiring. Uh, you laugh so much. You're. <laughs> 
yeah, he's not off. There's no time in between no. jokes. It's just jokes and, and jokes. And the brilliance of Robin Williams, and and we have a, a not just the soft spot from the movies, but you know, you being in San Francisco, him and being a big San Francisco guy, and you know, kind of in the area, you know, you just take that little bit of ownership even more of of what I call Uncle Robin, because when he passed. He was the first celebrity that when they passed away, I was in tears like all day. Um, there's only been two celebrities in my lifetime that actually literally cried. And it was Robin Williams and then Carrie Fisher. Because, I mean, they you grow up, they're actors, you see them in movies. But if you if you go through Robin Williams catalog from, like I said, uh, not just Mark and Mindy, but he, he's that com- com- he's almost like that comforting uncle. That makes you laugh, but that will give you a lesson. Like in Goodwill Hunting, one of his greatest roles ever. Um, Dead Poet Society. I mean, I ah, I can just we could do a whole episode on just Robin Williams alone. Um, but not yeah, just ah, so so I don't know where I'm 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 getting like emotional now. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's fair to say, or even kind of like question or speculate if this movie would have even been half as big if Robin Williams wasn't the genie. Yeah. I mean, he definitely is the highest, uh, you know, the, the most well-known actor in the cast. Um, and, you know, as you had said, is first ever uh, animated character nominated for a acting role in the Oscars. Uh, I don't know. I think it was Golden Globes, but I mean, that's still, oh, Golden uh, Globes. That's still a pretty high up there. Definitely. I, and, and I definitely, I, I can't think of any since that have warranted performances that would have been nominated. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's a, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Oh man. Um, favorite moments. <sighs> favorite moments in the movie. Um, I, I mean, I know this is constitutes as a song too, but the whole uh, one step ahead, uh, that whole sequence and song, uh, it it reminded me of the opening song in uh, Beauty and the Beast a little bit, but again, yeah. just kind of like a little hipper. Uh, his cadence in the song and uh, the 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 way it goes through, uh, kind of narrating what he's doing at the time and both his life, uh, you know, his lifestyle and how he gets by. Uh, I thought that was really cool. I, I know that's what musicals do; they uh, tell the plot through song, but uh, yeah. That was a good one, and uh, I don't know, a lot of Iago's little slapstick moments when he's getting the crackers shoved in his mouth by the Sultan. <laughs> I think that's funny. Uh, Raja ripping the ripping the whatever his name's uh, pants. <laughs> oh, Prince Ahmed. Prince Ahmed. <laughs> Who did you say that was? What did he? Corey Burton. Corey Burton. Yeah. So and I Burton. literally just found that out an hour ago. <laughs> Prince Prince Sidious or Grievous. Yeah. Grievous. Yeah. And go, going back to like uh, one jump, I, I kind of want to mention because I, I mentioned that I won the Oscar for best song with Tim Rice and Alan Menken, but this this soundtrack was also the movie where Howard Oshman passed away uh, during production. I know him from uh, Newsies, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and you know, yeah, passing away uh, with AIDS. Great documentary too, uh, Howard uh, on him, but. Again, going back to, I'm a behind-the-scenes guy, and seeing him on The Little Mermaid behind-the-scenes, you know, telling her how to approach part of your world, uh, and how it's more of, not 
it's a musical lyric. It's a musical script because it, it's so musical, but it's so dialogue too. Perfectly done. And uh, uh, one jump is that same way, more upbeat than part of your world, but that the the same. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but they're they're very similar. In it's not just a song, but it's actually movie dialogue that's done musically. And that was a great one of the great things about him. And uh, yeah, but yeah, he passed away. Uh, I think he wrote most of the songs, but uh, A Whole New World and Prince Ali, I think, were Tim Rice. I, yeah, I still haven't gotten to watching Howard. Uh, the story's very sad. And I, yeah. I know while I'm very interested in the uh, information that lies within, uh, yeah. like with, like, it reminds me of every time you go to the Walt Disney Museum and you know what's coming at the end there. You, you got to go out that door. You can't, you can't go, go around it. <laughs> Um, but uh, I know uh, a documentary I love, uh, Waking Sleeping Beauty. Yes. I've watched that on Disney Plus a few times now. And, and it basically chronicles the time uh, in what they call the new renaissance for Disney from Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, up to Lion King. Um, and it, it does talk a little bit about how some of the songs were different before Howard passed. And I think that's where Tim Rice came in and kind of re- reworked him with Alan Menken. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely worked. I loved, uh, cause they definitely did leave some of his words and things in there. Um, but yeah, it's a, I mean, it's basically an animated musical and it's funny because I never have been into like Broadway or musicals. It wasn't really until Hamilton that I ever really sat and watched one. And even that mm-hmm. was just on Disney plus. Um, I also really love The Greatest Showman, but I, I, I remember yeah, somebody telling me, they're like, I'm surprised you don't like musicals because you love Disney music, movies so much. And I'm like, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> and it wasn't until I watched a couple of them, I'm like, oh, so yeah, these are live action Disney movies, basically. <laughs> Did you know? Oh, sorry about that. I was just about to play something because uh, still talking about the music uh, in Aladdin, uh, there was a little controversy and one of the songs and majority of the people, I, I have the original soundtrack. So I have the original lyrics uh, to the song. Uh, they had to change the lyrics to Arabian nights at the beginning. Um, did, did you ever hear the original part of the, where, you know, um, it's at the very beginning. Something, it's, something. Yeah. It's home that, home but life. it's like, uh, though I come from a land for a far away place. Caravan camels roam, where it's flat and immense, and the heat is intense. It's barbaric, but it's, hey, it's home. Yes, uh, there's actually other lyrics uh, to that the part that were that they thought were very insensitive to the culture, and uh, I want to play it right now. So it, it comes up after the first couple lines. From a faraway place where the caravan camels roam. Right here. Where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. When the winds from the east. I, I'm sure I heard it back then, but I, you know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this was on the original uh, release. It was on the original soundtrack, which I still have the CD to, uh, but it was removed uh, very shortly after the movie was. Uh, release so 
I believe by Christmas or even after the new year, uh, they edited the, the part in the song. And then when it came out on video, it was edited or maybe they, they didn't edit the movie in the theaters, but, on, but they did on any new uh, CDs and tapes. And when it came out on VHS. So when they do like the new pressings of like the anniversary stuff, it probably doesn't have it out. Correct. Yeah. Finally, yeah. And even like they just recently redid the the Aladdin Legacy uh, CDs uh, that they're selling at D twenty three, and they'll have demos, but I don't think that part is still on it. So interesting. I wanted to throw out a little. And the part where Aladdin says, "Take off your clothes." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know if you. See, I, I say that I was nine when it came out, but I think it was a little later on where all these uh, hidden sexual and, uh, you know, other uh, potentially non-child friendly things are hidden or uh, alleged to be hidden in Disney movies. I know there was the the, uh, the castle on the cover of The Little Mermaid. Uh, the there was, the uh, priest at the end. <laughs> the what? Oh, the priest. Yeah. Um, and then uh, something in the in the dirt or the clouds in uh, Lion King. Yeah, in Aladdin, it was supposedly that you could hear Aladdin say, "Take off your clothes," just after he goes below the balcony when he's on the on the carpet, right? Yeah, yeah. I've I never heard. I ever caught that, but that, that's a memory <laughs> I have attached to Aladdin. Is that whole <laughs> sort of time frame where we were all looking for hidden hidden adult <laughs> Illuminati meetings in Disney movies? Yeah. <laughs> And I still haven't heard it. Um, uh, Jasmine, my favorite Disney princess. I know it, it's okay for no offense. I'm, I'm probably going to be crossing the line here, but a, a lot of female Disney fans, it's okay for them to say an animated character, a prince, or somebody's good looking, but it's weird if a guy says it. Jasmine's hot. <laughs> she, uh, they drew I, her I, very nice. You could say someone's good looking. You could say an animated character's yeah. good looking. I've uh, seen some I mean, hot Jasmine's at Disneyland. Was, <laughs> was made specifically for that intention, you know? Yeah. And I, I've mentioned this a few times, but uh, years ago when I was in England, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in, in person was this, uh, it was, she was working at a store and, and she looked like a, a live action Jasmine, like <laughs> the hair, the eyes, everything. So, with a British accent. I was just looking at your uh, birthday post for Tori. You guys took a oh. picture with Aladdin and Jasmine there. Yeah, a lot of people say I only had Tori there when she was like three or four, just so I could get a picture with Jasmine. So, nah, uh. <laughs> it's the lines that came. I, I will take pictures with all the princesses. I don't yeah. care. I've had some fun <laughs> conversations with Anna and Elsa. And you know what? Kind of side tangent, being that we recently had a uh, celebrated Mickey and Minnie's ninety fourth birthday. Uh, you know, I, I try to scramble for pictures with Mickey, and the, the only one I had with me and Mickey by myself was from about like 12 or 13 years ago. And so I, I'm only saying this now because I'm kind of putting it out there so people can remind me, but I need to do a Disney trip where I do nothing but character pictures. Oh, man, I wanted to do that at Disney World uh, yeah. just because we had the, the memory maker. But yeah, I, I got to get some. I, I, I had a uh, trip where I went to Dapper Day, and I was down by myself, and Rather than like rope dropping rides, I rope dropped all the characters in two oh, towns, nice. and I got pictures with Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy. Ah, that was another uh, news item that I forgot to write up. We actually did kind of 
Saitan sticking with that, but uh, sticking with uh, Toontown, they did March, announce March eighth, I think. March eighth, yes, twenty twenty three. So that that's exciting, Disneyland and that is the fully open. So we get Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway on January twenty seventh. Yes. Along with the premiere of a new World of Color and fireworks show. And I, I don't think they've actually announced when uh, Magic Happens comes back, but sometime in that spring window. Yeah, I, I think it's around there. Um, uh, but yeah, March 8th, Toontown. So starting in that uh, food and wine festival season, you'll have some new new experiences and a few less construction walls at Disneyland Park. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to be there for Adventureland Day. I mean, just before, so see how long I can uh, um, get that out. Because yeah, they did announce. We're we're really backtracking here, but they did. Yeah, I was announce- gonna say, did we talk about the treehouse on the last one? No, no. <laughs> we now interrupt your regularly scheduled Aladdin uh, retrospective to talk about more Disneyland stuff. Stay tuned for the continuation of the Aladdin 30th anniversary special. <laughs> so yes. Uh, after our MouseCon, uh, it got announced that uh, Tarzan's Treehouse is going to become the Adventureland Treehouse, inspired by the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. So there's going to be elements of Swiss Family Robinson. There's going to be elements of Tarzan. There's going to be hints of the SEA. Um, and it's going to have officially a... an SEA flag in that concept. Yeah. Outside. And it's going to be based on a, a, a real, uh, they're going to uh, come up with a story to it. So. I'm excited. I'd rather have them do this than a movie. I know everybody wanted it in Canto Tree or something, but I'm actually more excited about this original idea. What do you think? Yeah, totally. I I, I would have been kind of disappointed with an Encanto Tree. You need you need the casita. Uh, you know, go all the way on that. Don't half it. Um, I'm. I first I have to say I'm disappointed. I didn't make the Swiss Family Treehouse in Florida. I had. Super, super aspirations for all the vintage Disney. Uh, but when you're in that hot Florida humidity and walking all over the place, the last thing you want to do is walk upstairs in a tree. Um, yeah. But uh, that being said, I'm excited for the throwback theming. I think I'm going to dub this as Attractionception. <laughs> it's, it's basically the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse became the Tarzan Treehouse, which is becoming. A treehouse inspired by the Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah, and it's like the artist formerly known as the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse. So uh, that's what we should call it: the tree formerly known as the Swiss Family <laughs> Robinson tree. And I, I found this out on a, a, a Disney podcast, a newer Disney podcast. I started listening to. Shout out, uh, Doctor Marley, uh, Doctor Skipper, uh, that I've had on the Tiki Show, but he does a podcast called The Jungle for him and. Uh, uh, Trevor, they're they're both ex uh, Jungle Cruise skippers, and they just banter about Adventureland and great, great podcasts. Very funny, very skippery. Uh, but uh, Doctor Skipper mentioned uh, that he was actually told that there was never any ideas to change the theming of the treehouse. But after the the bridge collapsed, it, it they found out it was uh, it wasn't very sound. Uh, the uh, structure structurally sound so that was the big idea of them just kind of restructuring it to make it safer and of course when people see the scrim up they're like oh what are they redoing so they, i feel like they're almost forced to do a retheming but i don't yeah, know do something with it yeah 
Which their podcast is specifically about Adventureland, the, the uh, land. Just, just the the life of being at skippers and drinking a couple cocktails while they're recording. It's a great podcast called The Jungle. Check it out. It sounds it, like a lot of fun. It, yeah, it, it inspired me. I want to do a, a separate spinoff from DU specifically about one land in Disneyland. <laughs> but I feel like I would want to live close to the park so I can like go and just be like, yeah, I was hanging out by the trash can on the northeast side of Frontierland. Yeah. One of my favorite trash cans. And, you know, and to, to, to talk about what's going on in the pin traders. Yeah. There, <laughs> All there's the specific there's... happenings in one land. I mean, Disney parks content is already overdone. So you got to yeah. go in, get super niche. I'm down. Yeah, you, you get some of the, the backside, no, no pun intended with the backside of water, but some background, the backside of the stories of working the jungle. Jungle Cruise. I'm uh, all for skippers and cocktails yeah. and adventure. Oh, man, it's so. great, and they, they it's a it's a fun podcast. They go off the rails all the time. Nice. Uh, they actually did a. <laughs> sorry, we're doing so much side changes. <laughs> I don't need. I'll tell you off the recording, but it has to do with a uh, adult activities and Muppets. So. Hey, <laughs> exactly. I know I'd have you there. Get in the so. Patreon to find out more about adult activities <laughs> and Muppets. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but back to Aladdin. Yeah, so yeah, we, we talked about the new things, Disneyland. Back to Aladdin, 30th anniversary. Yeah. Um, let's see, we talked about uh, moments. Well, and we're, since we're, we kind of went on a tangent about the parks, what are some of your favorite Aladdin park presents? Joey, uh, the A-plus segue right there. Yes. Um, I mean, shoot. I vaguely remember the the promotion around this movie and that you know back then it was always going to be a big parks tie-in to whatever new movie and they had a big parade mm-hmm. uh, with a genie float yeah um but uh i i guess the one that's ringing out in my head uh, and this is kind of like a cool you know like if you know you know sort of tie-in but uh full house as many tgif shows did at the time uh, had episodes go down at Disney World, and this was probably right after Aladdin, because there was a lot of Aladdin presents. Uh, you definitely saw Aladdin and Jasmine. Uh, there's a part of uh, the 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 plot in the show. The episode Michelle goes and rubs the lamp. Uh, and she actually took her sister Stephanie's turn, so Stephanie should have been the one to get granted three wishes, but Michelle got it, and you know it was a whole Full House thing. Because everybody loved Tanner. Michelle. Danny Tanner, may he rest his, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, he came to the rescue, and you got that great music at the end. Anyway, uh, <laughs> one side plot of this episode was that DJ missed her boyfriend Steve so much. And so everywhere she was on vacation without him, she would turn and look and think she saw Steve. And one of the ones where she thought she saw Steve was the uh, cast member playing Aladdin in the park or Aladdin, seeing Aladdin in the park. And what's hilarious about that is that, as mentioned before, uh, the the actor who played Steve on Full House, Scott Winger, uh, also did the voice of Aladdin. So yeah, that was a fun Easter egg for for people back then watching Full House. I guarantee you, I didn't know that at the time, but uh, that yeah, that's cool. So so Aladdin Aladdin in the parks is awesome. Just uh, the the characters, me and the characters. <laughs> um. Of course, I mean the the Jasmine interactions, like I mentioned earlier, but 
Uh, that's always key. But um, the the Aladdin show at DCA uh, was classic. Um, it lasted, uh, like I said, from 2003 to 2016. And like the 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 movie, the film, the highlight of this show, I think, and the reason why it lasted so long was because of the two, I think at time, three actors that played Genie. Especially when they were, they got their legs and they realized, you know, we're not Robin Williams, but we're going to make the Genie our own. We're still paying homage to Robin Williams. And especially, uh, uh, shout out Corey, uh, Jungle Cruiser, uh, big fan. And he's had him on the show, Dylan White, which was one of the more prominent Genies. Um, this was always a highlight of the show. And I mean, especially with, when the Genie would, would, be up to date with current events, current pop culture stuff before like pop culture really blew up with like tri- not trivia, but where it was a thing. I mean, he was always on point. And then finding out that whoever was Aladdin and Genie, their their goal of each show was to make Jafar crack somewhere in the show. So hearing that kind of stuff was always awesome. But um, that that show was really the first experience I had with like them uh something being catered to adults at disney you know yeah with those show uh jokes that uh dealt with current events and things that would go right over kids heads yeah um but but still you know be appropriate to be there you know in front of kids or whatever um and yeah that show was awesome i mentioned to you uh before recording i was at the very last performance on the very last day um, and we were all the way up in the top, but it was, uh, you know, awesome. Just, uh, you know, the feeling it, to be at any sort of Disney attraction show on the, on the last day of the last show, you just feel that extra little bit of, uh, I mean, I guess there's a pride with knowing that you were there. The last one, the same, if I, I'm sure we've all had this moment where you try and be the last one on a ride at the end of the night. I know I always try and get in that line right right before twelve o'clock before they close the line. But yeah. then even then I'm I'm like getting behind people, want to be the last one in the stretching room. Um but uh it, it was, you know, the all the cast member, the emotions they were going through. Uh after, you know, as you said, the show running for so long and you know, being brought back by popular demand pretty much. Um, and, and while we still don't have anything going in the uh, Hyperion Theater right now, the Frozen show uh, was, it was uh, yeah, I'll say it was a very good replacement. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to see Aladdin go, but, you know, they decided it was time for a new property to take, take over, and that show doesn't miss either. I, yeah. I don't think it had, uh, as with the movie, that one main charismatic character, the genie is, but you get a little bit of it from everywhere and the the stage as it was with Aladdin and the, you know, the elephant coming through the room and the magic carpet that, yeah. I don't know what you call that. The stage effects, not special effects, <laughs> the visual effects at the stage show. And as much as I love Olaf, yeah, you can't compare Olaf to genie. No, nah, I mean. <laughs> nah, not gonna, not gonna do it. Yeah. Do you remember? Like, I, I felt like I, I was watching videos and, uh, of, the people that recorded the final show and w- was there like what seemed like like an endless curtain call or do you remember that at all or it, it was definitely a long curtain call i was telling you i recorded um the curtain call but 
I'm having trouble finding it in my photos at the moment. In your history? Do you remember? Um, can you do you have right there what day it was? The last one? I do not know. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, did you ever get to see Aladdin's Oasis when they opened that in Adventureland? I always walked past it, never went in. Yeah, it was never open. It was always like just a bathroom that people didn't know they could use. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even know what it was. Was it a restaurant? It was a restaurant. They had a show, but it only lasted. I don't know. It didn't last very long, and people would go in there just get out of the heat and sit down. Or cast members used to take breaks. Um, but as um, it's been re re themed to Tropical Hideaway, if you walk uh, walk into there, there's actually down on the ground. If you look, a uh, magic carpet, uh, like tile. Um, and you can actually, if you time it right, I've done this. I did that at Adventureland Day, but you can like sit down and make it look like you're flying on magic carpet, even though you're on the ground i i know that i think because i i I don't remember seeing but someone telling me but i know we got a comment on our instagram post yeah where someone was telling us about that oh yeah i'll I'll get to that uh i'll pull it up here um i'm thinking another park presence they they add in the updated version of uh phantasmic they added the aladdin uh segment with a a friend like me, then it goes into the princess thing, but it's it started off this time with uh, Jasmine Aladdin on the magic carpet. Um, very cool, and of course, World of Color uh, had the uh, World uh, Friend Like Me segment. Did you get on the Golden Camels and uh, the magic carpet? Magic, yeah, we did not go on the magic carpets. We almost got spit on by one of the camels. Oh, nice. (laughs) That's where I don't know. That's where I was thinking Golden Camels, even though it's a Magic Carpet. Yeah. Um, I did see, as short lived as it was at Magic Kingdom, they updated the Tiki Room and it's called Under New Management. uh, Under New Management? Yeah, with Iago and Zazu. And uh, all I can say is I'm glad it went back to the original. I I remember, or we just like uh, uh, flashing all uh, parks things. All I can think of, yeah, that's the last one I got. In the uh, Ursula's Grotto part of uh, in Disney California Adventure, um, it's uh, I don't I don't know what the full thing was called, but it was basically a, a place in the animation academy or the animation building yeah. where you walk through. Uh, the first one is still there. It's the Beasts Library where you can sit in front of like a camera and answer a couple of questions. And it'll tell you what characters most like you. Also, a really cool effect with the uh, rose as the petals drop and thunder. Um, I forget what the second room was. So it was pretty much like Ursula's garden. Oh yeah. So what was the third room then? Uh, there was one where it had the little not the Toy Story Zero trope, but the little. Like had the Mickey animations and the little East. Oh, so that was the one before the beasts. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, the the Ursula is the one I'm speaking of. But basically, you could go into these little grottos and record your voice uh, over either dialogue or song clips from Disney movies. And they had a, a dialogue part with Jafar and Iago there. And I remember a couple of times going in and trying to do that Gilbert Gottfried voice when yeah. I was doing Iago's lines. Me too. It didn't work so good. 
It makes me physically sick or physically <laughs> ill. Look at me, I'm molting. Oh, yes. that was a good one. Uh, so I did do a post. Cracker. Yeah, <laughs> I did do a post, kind of advertising uh, this episode that we're doing, and we got a, a awesome comment from very good friend of the show, uh, Jedi Tink. That's a uh, Sarah from Skywalker Through Neverland, who they've been real busy. I'll give them a shout out here real shortly. But she writes, "I love this movie, and I was 11 when it came out, uh, just old enough to realize that there were voices played by actors behind the characters." In the first moments of the film, I recognized Robin Williams' voice, whom I had fallen in love with more with Mork and Mindy and Hook. Uh, I remember Lee. I guess Hook did come out around 91, 92. Okay. That's right. uh, where am I? I remember leaning over and whispering this to my parents. Uh, the genie quickly became my favorite character from the film. Uh, to this day, A Whole New World is my favorite Disney love song to sing out loud. And as for the Disney Parks presence, if you don't look down, or if you don't look down, you won't notice it. Right in front of the walkway at Tropical Hideaway in Adventureland is a tile impression of the magic carpet. If you stop, you're pretty much what I said. <laughs> if you stop people from walking up, you can sit and grab a quick pick of flying on the carpet. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I should, yeah, like you said, said, I, I should have read this yeah. first. <laughs> I, I see uh, you and Sarah hanging out in Adventureland, stopping traffic. Yes. Flying on the carpet. Well, anytime hanging out with Sarah and Richard at Disneyland is always a highlight and fun time at any park visit for myself. Um, they recently, uh, if you follow them on Instagram, uh, they're they're really been kicking it up with their reel, the reels uh, game, and they were at they did a what what we call a Joe Rody. Uh, they were at um, Disney World and were at Galaxy's Edge for Life Day met up with some uh skywalkers and some friends uh, around uh, galaxy's edge um for the recent uh, star wars celebration of life day and they literally went from disney world flew home and went to disneyland at night so they, they, today uh what are we at uh the 21st uh posted a very awesome reel where they're at galaxy's edge by the x-wing and they bought some some uh swag uh magic bands and stuff then they're like oh now now we're batu east and it's daytime let's go to batu west and they then they're at batu west at disneyland and it's nighttime but richard forgot the bag back in florida so they fly back to disney world grab the bag in daytime they come back it, it's just really fun they're so creative and definitely check them out so i was yes, on you youtube too i'm yeah hoping to see i remember seeing them the last time they did the Life Day celebration at Galaxy's Edge out here on the West Coast, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, bringing Life Day to the parks. Exactly. <laughs> so that was very cool. So but thank you, Sarah, for the comment. Uh, that was a great comment. I couldn't agree with you uh, anymore. That, that was awesome. Um, I know we're kind of wrapping up here. Uh, some things that, that I really did enjoy, and that was part of my youth, I think we've talked about it even with Ryan, uh, and it just started our chats was the aladdin sega genesis video game that i used to play religiously see i was a super nintendo guy so i didn't get that one but oh, from what i understand so it's probably one of the best sega genesis games there were yeah definitely one of the best disney ones uh they had lion king which was okay uh, mickey had one that was the castle of illusion which was really cool it's pretty much each level is a different mickey short i'm pretty sure they've reissued the aladdin with the lion king as like a double pack or something 
Yeah, I got to look into that. It's definitely at least a downloadable or I know they have those uh, little G- Genesis and Nintendo uh, um, systems. Kind of emulator box. Yeah, I have a Nintendo one. Yeah, that have the games uh, programmed in. So I'm, I'm going to check that out. But yeah, that was an awesome one. And I forgot to write it down. But um, in 2019, we got the live action version of Aladdin uh, directed by Guy Ritchie. Uh, starring uh, Will Smith as the genie, uh, which at the time of casting, I was like, I thought it was really weird. Uh, Aladdin, like I said, it's my favorite animated, and it it's a very sacred movie to me. So when I heard they were remaking it, I wasn't really excited for it. And truthfully, the the movie won me over really quick. Um, I got into it. I'm a big guy, Richie fan, but I thought it was a weird movie for him to make. Um, but I did enjoy it. Uh, I, I was sold right away with uh, Will Smith playing the genie. Uh, he, I thought he did a great job. This is actually Will Smith's highest grossing movie uh, out of his career, which is saying a lot, I think. Wow. Uh, he's done yeah, really he's, he's had some big ones. He was Mr. Summer Blockbuster for a while there. Yeah. And uh, especially like, you know, in the heyday of Independence Day and Men in Men Black, Black and, Wild Wild West, yeah, yeah. Um, this also starred Men in Masoud, which I thought did a great job as Aladdin. Uh, personally, uh, he he took the role really good. Uh, Naomi Scott was a great Jasmine. Uh, she definitely had the look. She's very easy on the eyes, but but portrayed Jasmine great. Uh, and at first, it took me a while to get into uh, Narwan Kanzari as Jafar. He just didn't seem menacing enough to me but I, I i still don't mind him and uh and one of my kind of like snl crushes uh nasim padrad she played dahlia which was a new character for the movie which was jasmine's uh handmaiden and best friend mm-hmm. and uh uh love interest of the genie and i thought her character was great so um i thought this was a really good retelling of of the movie that i didn't expect to like it as much as i did yeah i uh See, I I don't know where I'd like rank it amongst Disney movies, amongst Disney animated remakes. Uh, but I will say, going into it, I didn't think anybody could play the genie but Robin Williams. I I think my specific hope was that they would just use all of Ryan Robin Williams' dialogue and then do a CGI <laughs> genie. Yeah, I thought that would have been a better choice. Um, but it, it wasn't bad. I actually enjoyed uh, the musical stylings yeah. of uh, Friend Like Me. and uh, The retweaks of the songs are great. Or, uh, Prince Ali was the other one. Yeah. yeah Those were so, good musical moments. No, agreed. So like I said, I did not expect to like the movie as much as I did. But uh, it yeah, won me over. It won me over pretty quick. So um, I have a hard time ranking the live action remakes because... I I don't want to say I'm not a fan of them because there are some I like and I like them a lot. It's just I I, I love the animated and it's 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 easy for them to be like, "Hey, this is popular, let's do this." Um rather than trying to uh, come up with something new. So, I get it. It's for the new generation, but it's it's taking in my opinion the live action movies are taken away from the the originals. I mean, but some some for better reasons than others on uh, certain issues and certain things but but yeah this this one i, I was surprisingly i know ryan <laughs> knocking on knocking on you ryan if you're listening uh 
I know he really hated this movie, but um, we're getting a sequel too. I think. Yo, we yeah, I heard about that. Or at so least we'll they were talking about it. I don't know. Yeah, but um, I don't know that that that's all I got. I I love this movie. I can't believe it's been thirty years. Um, Does this rank in your top five favorite Disney movies? Aladdin. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely I, it's in my top three. Um, the the way I always categorized it as uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, this and Jungle Book are my favorite animated movies, and. My favorite live action movies are Mary Poppins and uh, Curse of the Black Pearl. And so I guess if you separate them like that. Yeah. This would but, definitely be top three for me. I, I always had trouble saying top movies because I, I go straight to my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know that those movies would necessarily rank as high. Aladdin's up there. I think, again, like I said, it hit me at the perfect time. It, 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 it didn't stay with me as much but i think you know I, I i it could be said the genie probably one of the 10 to 20 greatest characters on film ever yeah you know? oh easily yeah and that's in a lot so i mean for him definitely the best animated character uh for sure but yeah he, is that hot take i i think that's pretty true what yeah. do you think disney universe that's a you know we'll put that out. Let, we'll put that out after the show comes out. And one thing that I do want to mention before we end, one of my goals has always been to do a good genie cosplay, like body paint. Um, I had the beard. I, I I did the blue tint on my head, and but I always wanted to do the uh, the, the 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 goofy hat. Yeah, genie costume. goes to Disney World. Yeah, I always want to do that one. And I'm still, I've talked to some friends in the Mando, uh, Mando Mercs uh, community. Uh, there is a, a Disney Mando mashup group. And um, one of their uh, uh, friends of the show, uh, uh, Jason Lebo One Kenobi, he does a lot of Obi-Wan cosplays. He, I've, we, we've shared his uh, Jafar Mando uh, numerous times, and it looks great. And I've told him I want to do a genie Mando. I have it, I got to doodle it out, but. That's still one of my goals. So maybe one of these future D23s or Mouse Cons, you'll see me uh, with my genie Mandalorian mashup. So that, that's, a, that's a goal I, I hope to have uh, soon. Genie Because I love the genie. Gino. <laughs> yes. Um, and I'll talk about some ideas. I don't want to talk too much in case somebody's like, hey, that's a great idea. And they got the easier means to make the costume. So, but it'll be cool. But um, no, that's all I have. Uh, I love this film, and it, it's an iconic film. And like I said, and just being that it's so attached to the the birth of my niece too, that makes it extra special uh, for me. But uh, every, even without that, uh, everything about this movie I love. It's a classic. I I, I like it. Um, yeah, I don't I don't, don't want to keep going further down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I, I should have brought it up when we were talking about attractions, but. An attraction they never built. Could you like Blue Sky, like a, a, a Aladdin attraction? You would love. Oh to? yeah, I think it we all actually... would love to see a, a, a like a legit magic carpet ride, right? Oh yeah, and that was actually one of my favorite moments. That when I saw it at the time, I thought this was a per this would be an awesome roller coaster or something. But it was the scene of when Aladdin gets the lamp, and yes. then then Abu, you know, the whole ca inside the cave, the cave of, of wonders. wonders. Yeah, the the demise of the cave of wonders. I think would be. An, amazing 
Which uh, you can tell that's some early computer animation in that scene too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would be a good good coaster. Um, yeah, I was just thinking like a magic carpet ride, Star Tour style or something. You know. Yeah. So. But yeah. Okay. We we can put a bow <laughs> on it. And I got one more a quick shout out. Uh, years ago, D twenty three did a little thing when uh, it was going to be released on high platinum Blu ray, high def Blu ray, and uh, they had a vote for uh, which city to do like a special screening of. All you had to do was retweet and name this, you know, retweet the city. Sacramento won, and we got it between Phoenix and Seattle. Those were the top three. The Sacramento had the most retweets through D twenty three. So. Uh, they had a special screening for D23 members at the uh, uh, Natoma or Truxel movie theater uh, close to your parents' house up in uh, Natoma's area. And uh, it was very cool because we got swag. Uh, so a couple D23 things, but one of the cool things we got was a, a, an exclusive, extremely limited uh, a sketch print of the genie from Eric Goldberg, uh, okay. which I have in a frame. It's It's awesome. And we got a premiere of some of the special features that were going to be shown on the Blu-ray and came out like we saw a month before the Blu-ray was released. I think it it might've been for the 20th anniversary (laughs) as when that's how long ago it was, but it's still really cool. And, uh, the Brad Kane, who was the singing voice of Aladdin, uh, was there and sang a whole new world acapella with a local singer who did Jasmine's version. So, um, that was very cool. I got a video of that. Maybe I'll post it, uh, on our Instagram after, uh, this show was posted. D23 wasn't messing around. No, it Did was... it bring more cool stuff like that around, D23? Exactly. Not just the uh, the museum tours, which is cool now that the animation uh, studios is open again. But or, yeah. the, or the cold breakfast and early shopping opportunities uh, for Epcot's 40th. Y'all yeah. can do better than that. They used to do mixers at like Disney Store. It was awesome. But that's besides the point. So yes. uh, let us know, again, some of your favorite parts. Um, of Aladdin. Uh, this was a great idea. I know we got some more uh, anniversaries coming out uh, next year already. Yeah, we'll, 2023, we'll right around the corner. Excited to look into what anniversaries we'll be celebrating next year. I would say uh, this was definitely the headliner of the uh, the milestone anniversary class this year. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what the big one next year will be. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let us know what you thought. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to check out our good friends at Neverland Trading. I uh, use our promo code in the at checkout, Devers. That's D V E R D V E R S E, and uh, get some nice uh, Christmas and holiday uh, clothing, apparel, accessories, everything. This is a great time to shop over there. And our good friends at Discord Apparel. That's www.dizcre.com. Our music and Disney mashup. Uh, Again, I'd like to thank our uh, DU crew, uh, Jennifer, Sasquatch, John, and Alfredo. Uh, and check it out at patreon.com backslash DU crew. And thank you, crew. Yes. And definitely check out our YouTube where they can watch us give our very fun review of uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever and uh, a, a honeymoon slideshow coming soon. It's coming soon. I've I've secured the photos. <laughs> awesome. So um, I'm I'm working on something for the next episode, but uh, it's it's still in the works. So we'll, we'll definitely get we're definitely going into the holiday season. Um, so 
Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, I, I believe say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This episode will be put out by Friday, which is the <laughs> actual 30th anniversary uh, of Aladdin, uh, November 25th. So, uh, yes. Hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we, we got a lot to be thankful for. And you said it's November it. 25th? Yes, Friday. Oh, no, I thought the anniversary was the 11th. Oh, that was, uh, no, that was my niece's birthday. This, yeah, it was released worldwide. It might have been released like premiere maybe then, but uh, 25th is the, at least what Wikipedia said. <laughs> so, but yeah, I hope you guys, uh, you, you, your family, your friends have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, be sure to wear your stretchy pants. Hope your football teams win if they're playing. And uh, I know I'm very thankful, uh, not just to have some awesome co-hosts like Alex and Ryan, but uh, the the friends and people we've met through this podcast. Very thankful for y'all. So, uh, thank I, you. I, I'm thankful for the the Disney community as a whole. Uh, you know, being out at MouseCon uh, and uh, being able to have conversations with people, uh, you know, who are interested in the age of the monorail and uh, yeah. <laughs> other random facts about Disney parks um, as well. Just thankful that we can be back in Disney parks and in movie theaters, seeing movies, you know, going to go out and see strange world this week. Very excited for that. Um, obviously there was a time not too long ago where we weren't able to do those things. So everybody just remember, uh, you know, to be thankful, go and enjoy those things with your friends, with your family, be safe. Be well, and I hope to see you at the park soon. Absolutely. And I got to shout out one more thing, and this is you, sir. Uh, if you listen to our other podcast, Fresh Hops, uh, we released that just a few days ago. Alex uh, had two great interviews uh, at some breweries in the Atlanta area, and it's a fun show. It's a really good episode. So uh, definitely check that out. Uh, if you're in the, if you're a fan of good beer and Gary and Alex uh, conduct awesome interviews. So, like I said, good job, man. That was awesome. And uh, yeah, go check it out. Uh, learn learn a little bit about the Atlanta beer scene. Uh, we had only intended to be there for a little bit, ended up being there for a lot of it, uh, but we definitely made the most out of it. Had a blast. <laughs> awesome. So check that out uh, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, like the Disney Universe podcast. So I guess until. It's official Christmas season, shopping season. Uh, once again, thank you guys. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you or hear from you next time. May the force be with you. Happy Life Day. You've never had a friend like me. Oh, hairball.
Well, I can't do any more damage around this popsicle stand. I'm out of here! Bye, you two crazy lovebirds! Hey, Rugman, ciao! I'm history! No, I'm mythology! I don't care what I am! I'm free! A whole new world. A whole new life. Made you look.